All right, guys, we're just going to jump into it because I have no clue what questions are about to come at me right now. Do you, um, Laura, Ken do has... you, I, think you I think you looked up this list before we started. I did not look. I, I didn't know where you got the list. So why would I know? So today we're going to be going into Indeed.com and naming the pros and cons list of being a physical therapist. And we're going to relate it to so, us as PTAs. Yeah, so we're going to vote on whether or not we agree with the list. Um, she says we, she means her. Yeah, Ken threw it more at me. Uh, but he gave his opinion too. So um, let's go ahead and let's just dive into the list. Let's do it. You're listening to the PT Assistance Podcast with your hosts, Ken. And Laura. Thanks for joining for another exciting episode. All right. So this one, honestly, I don't have too much on the topic. Well, Ken is throwing you're going to have everything a, on the topic. I'm just going to throw them at you. I know. I was about to say, Ken is just throwing a curveball at me right now. So I don't really technically hasn't know the question. for anything. Nope. This is just genuine. This is me. <laughs> so Answers. I went on and I looked up six cons of being a physical therapist. Um, I think they kind of meant getting your DPT, but we're going to apply it to just physical therapists in general. Just because, you know, we yeah, can. Sounds about right. So this is the six cons from Indeed.com. Laura, are you ready for your first con? Well, and the thing is, too, is that we can say whether or not we believe this is a, a con that can apply to both. Or if we feel like two. But yes, I'm ready for my first con. Con number one. Extensive educational requirements. I don't really think that's a con. We're going to apply it for both the PT and for a PTA. Yeah. Well, when you I look mean, at it. The program, depending on where you go, like for here, we're going we're to take Vegas, for example, because I don't know how it is everywhere else. In Vegas, you have three options to go to PT, PTA school. Mm-hmm. You have the community college, CSN, and then you have two private schools, Pima and Carrington. Mm-hmm. Their pricing ranges from about 15000 from CSN, then to about thirty two ish then to about 40000 Mm-hmm. So as far as the educational requirements, because you can go straight into school, um, straight into the program from high school, you don't have to get any prereqs or anything like that. Usually that's all included in the program. It does Unless require like some sort of not. barrier of entry. I mean, I'm not going to say like 40 grand is cheap. No, but when I think about like other fields, you have to go get your bachelor's and you have to either go get your master's or then you go to a select program after that. Like, for example, even teaching. If you want to teach elementary school, you have to go get your undergrad and then you have to go get your credentialing. Um, so when I think of it in the long run of other professions... Um, that are in the, like the medical field and that kind of stuff. I actually think we are lucky because personally, does this apply for I both PTA and PT? No, I think PTs. Well, kind of actually, I guess. Yeah. Is it for uh, your DPT? You have to get your bachelor's first. Then you have and to then do you get to the go GRE. Straight into a doctorate, though. Not every program you can go straight to a doctorate. You have to get a master's first. Some programs you have to get your master's before you get your PhD. That's highly unfortunate. Yeah. Well, that's how it kind of used to be the step is like you would go get your, if you think about it, that's how like just in general you think, okay, you've got your degree. 
um, your bachelor's. Then you would move up and you get your master's. And then from your master's, you would go into it. Now, a lot have kind of changed in a way. Like, for example, if you're going for your MD, now you kind of get your bachelor's and then you get into a select program and then you're spending like 6,000 more years, you know, between school that's a, that's and then residencies. <laughs> but right, so. I think in the long run, PTs are also a little bit lucky too because of the fact that they get their doctorate in a three-year program, not even a four-year program after school, a three-year program. And that includes their like residency, their clinical rotations. So when they come out, they get to just start working. There's no residency. There's no like you can't not get a certain job because you need to go get more school in a way. So, so in the long con- run, I think that is not a con. I was about to say, so for con number one, yay, nay, nay. Nay, nay. Because you are comparing it to other fields that Relatively also require about doctorates the same. and associates. Okay. Yeah, All relatively right. the same. On to con number two, obtaining and maintaining your licensure. So as we know, when you become a PTA or PT, you are required to keep up with your CEUs. And if you're not up to date, you have the potential of either backtracking, paying more fees and fines and all that fun stuff. Pro, con, neither, just a thing Um, you have to do for your job. I think it's just a thing you have to do. Honestly, I don't really have a pro and I don't have a con for it. They're more of a hassle, but at least they can be done easily with online ones now. I feel like it's a con if you can't do online ones, if your state requires you to be in-person classes. I might consider it a con then just because of the fact that that is actual, like, a lot more time out of your day, usually. Um, I mean, at the same time, like, I don't think they make it too bad because we need 15 hours, right? Yeah. Well, 15 it hours in one state. year. It depends okay. on the state. So yeah. here in Nevada, we need 15 hours, which, like year. you said, most of them you can do online and just knock it out. Mm-hmm. But if you have to do it in person, I mean, that's just one, maybe two weekends out of the years. Yeah, it's not bad. Weeks. That's not a, the worst. It's it's just more of like the finances of it. If you have to do an in-person one, that's more of kind of what it kind is. Kind of dedicating the time. Those, some employers yeah. will pay for it. Some won't. It kind of just, so you just, just have depends. to take some time to coordinate your CEUs or what are they changing it to? And it's not going to call CEUs anymore. No, it's going to. No, they're changing the name. Well, then I haven't paid attention that much. I forgot. What I it was. will say, con on CEUs though is if you have multiple different licenses. I think it should apply to all states, but it does not. You have to make sure that every single one of your classes that you take will be accepted in all the states you're licensed, or you have to do a little extra if not all of them apply. Um. So that's more of a so, con on the CEUs themselves, not necessarily yeah. obtaining the CEUs. Yeah. Well, that's what I'm just saying. Like, if I had to pick a con out of that, that's that. But would if be they the con. work for both states, you're fine, right? Yeah. 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 If if it's accepted in all, like, say we have Nevada and California, I've licensed in both. If I take a course that is valid for that Nevada and California both recognize it as a continuing education course, it applies to both. Um, and I can use it for both. However, if I took a course that only applied to California, I can't count that towards my Nevada hours. 
It'll only count towards my California hours. I mean, that makes sense. Yeah, but it would just be nice, like, if it's just accepted. Like, I feel like it, there should just be, like, a national database of here's all the Con Ed courses accepted throughout the whole entire, almost like our license in a way. Like, when we test, our our test is valid no matter where we go. It, we just have to apply and take a state test because some state laws are different. So I feel like we should have Con Ed. That's the same where it's, like, Here's the list of the APTA approved, federally approved Con Ed courses, and you're good to go. Make it a lot easier for people who have more multiple. More accessible. And... Yeah, multiple states. They no, work in different the road travel ones. So I know they're working on that compact. Know. They can work in different states with under your license. Maybe down the road they'll have certain CUs where they can just be accepted. Or the market, like, all accepted in all compact states or something right? like that. That'd be nice. Who knows? But so like something like that would two, just be nice. Yay or nay? Nay. Nay. Just one of those things. I don't things really you think do. it's. I don't. Yeah. I. I feel like you're. No matter what field you go in, I feel like you should be doing it for definitely medical things that are always changing. <laughs> so. All right. To con number three. It is demanding work. So being a physical therapist, you are expected to be physical. So whether you're working in inpatients using your back and your legs to lift patients or an outpatient using your hands, do you believe this is a pro or do you believe this is an actual con? I do believe it's a con. Hey, um, if you look, <laughs> if you look into yet. our field and I know if you look into our field, there's a reason we don't see that many elderly employees in this field. It is a young person um, because field. it does. Yes, it is. Um, it does take a lot of um, just physical, physical work. Even if you're outpatient, you need to be able to perform some of the exercises. I'll be honest. Like, I can't perform some of the exercises right now. My lunges don't look like lunges. If I really need to demonstrate a good lunge, I need to borrow someone else. Um, so it does make it a little bit more challenging when you can't perform it. And uh, I'm assuming as you get older, it only gets even more challenging and then you have things like lifting people you know when they're max assist you're doing most of the lifting um you're doing and all as you I get mean, older if you have a well, total yeah, max, that you know max assist is like 10 percent. they could give up to 10 we can have a total you could that's 100 percent. that's 100 percent all you but um uh so I think so, that, yeah. that is a con just because of the fact that, yeah, um, down the line you look at it and you're just like, it, it becomes physical on your back, whether you're doing manual lifting or if you're doing manual soft tissue or if you're just performing the exercises, it does get a little bit more demanding. And um, I think people are quicker to, like, hey, let me retire. <laughs> I feel like an exception, though, is um, wound care. Yeah. So the wound care specialists that I've seen are much older and it's because typically they don't have to do a lot of lifts. They don't have to do stuff. They just go in, patch some things up and they're done. Well, that so and also people who are in more of like they've transitioned from the in clinic work to more of like DOs or DAs or um, clinical managers or stuff like that. You can you see them transition usually out into that type of positioning. 
to do um, less but of that. When I think of like practicing sort of things. Yeah. When I think about like practicing in our field, it, it definitely is physically demanding. And so I do think it, it, it is a con in the longevity of things sometimes too. So definitely a con. Mm-hmm. I'll put it in that list. You're welcome. <laughs> well, we have uh, three more actually. So number four, working with challenging patients. So under the description for this one, they talk about how being a PT, it's kind of mentally demanding that it requires a lot of patience because you can get frustrated or disencouraged by certain patients that you'll see. Um, I'm definitely going to say yes to that. Even when I was a tech, I wasn't even practicing. Yet. I was a technician. And there was a couple moments where my patience was tested. I held true, but my patience was tested. Can I be neutral? Like, I don't think it's a con nor a pro. Like, can it's I just, just be another part of the job right now? I, I, I do. I just think it's part of the job. I think that's part of like in any job, you're going to have interactions with people and dealing with people. And I think that that's just it. It's just unfortunate. Our people are usually in pain. Um, Maybe because they're comparing it to patient or to jobs that don't have to work with people. This yeah, but I even look at like, for example, when I worked, people. when I worked at Dell, technically as like, uh, you still work, you know, with customer. Yeah, I still worked with like people, even though like I was doing a lot of administrative stuff. I was still dealing with people. Let me tell you, I was actually less patient with those people because I was like, you have no reason to complain. <laughs> <laughs> do do it yeah, yourself. Are, you can you, go online and you can purchase it and find out what you need. No, yeah. Laura, they wanted so you. So I, I had less patience. Oh my gosh, I wanted to. So like, I feel like it. Like it definitely could be a con. In depends on how you look at it. It's definitely a con if you have a hard time separating work, like person as work in a way, and not taking on all of their frustrations or all of everything that they're going through. Which I had to learn how to separate at first. Um, or it could be like a pro because that's what you like to deal with or it could just be neutral because you feel like you're going to get that and no matter what of any job that you work with anybody in you have to deal with people and work with patients and be patient so uh, so switzerland on this I, one i feel like it just depends on yeah i'm more switzerland i guess i mean i do agree I, I do think that if you have a position where you work with people you're always going to run into positions where your patients will be tested because mm -hmm. Some people are very easygoing and some are not so much. And we do work with people who are in pain, who can't do their ADLs like they used to because of whatever's going on, whether it's post-op, whatever the case may be. So maybe they're already frustrated coming in. They project it to you and we have to stay and some that scripture land and kind of work with it. <laughs> All right. Number five, insurance rules and regulations. So the description Devil for this con. one is... No, nah, I don't need a description. It's just con. <laughs> well, you're going to sit there and listen anyways. So the <laughs> description for this one is work... So talking about navigating through different kind of policies and guidelines for the insurance companies, how every single one is a little mm -hmm. bit different, how we as physical therapists must stay up to date on those policies and knowing mm -hmm. what we can and what we can't do. Which, by the way, Blue Cross Blue Shield Nevada just changed. 
also heard Crap. Edna change too. So what there's five there's to? five states where prior auth is no longer required for Aetna. No, Nevada is not one of them. No, 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 no. Okay, but Blue Shield, Blue Cross, Nevada Blue just Cross, changed. Blue Shield, other way. Whatever. Close he said enough. Blue Shield, Blue Cross. <laughs> Blue Cross Blue Shield, Nevada just changed, and now they finished the eight minute. They follow the eight minute rule. Oh well, yeah, the Aetna one is no more auth is required. Yeah, I'd rather have the Aetna than the... so things like that. You have to stay yeah. in the know, kind of up to date. Yes, there are administrative staff that will help you and are probably more well versed than we are, depending on what clinic you're at. But it does per, it does provide some insight and is helpful for you if you are up to date as well. Do you believe this is a con? Yeah, um, I, yeah, I still believe it's a con. I will say the one nice thing, though, is you, in general, start to understand insurances better and you got a better idea for your own insurance. And, in fact, when I worked at Dell, I held a class of how to pick the right insurance for you. I was HR. <laughs> Because I would be able to walk people through and talk them through their deductible, what that means, um, what the percentages means, what the other benefits they're looking at cost-wise. Um, because of the fact that I had this insight of uh, insurance from just dealing with it in general. Um, but it's definitely a con in our field of it's just frustrating to deal with authorization. Like The dumbest thing I think I've ever seen is a post-op come in they need prior auth after the eval or like, well, they need auth after the eval. So they were seen for the eval. Auth was sudden. We got sent back six visits, approved for six visits for a post-op. It was the dumbest thing I ever saw. And of course we got more later on, but it's just like, it's a hassle to go through. And it's just the patients are annoyed with it just as much as we are. And how so many of them don't understand it. So you're trying to explain it, why they still get a bill later on and, it's just a pain. What about taking it a step further for our compensation? Just because employees. Oh, yeah, we didn't get paid jack nothing. So the insurance companies aren't going to raise their reimbursement rates to the companies you're working for, which make it harder for us as employees to get raises. Not saying it's nope. impossible, not saying it's not going to happen, but it is one of those Instead when I learn more. A lot of places will do volume versus. So I think that's one thing I've learned with being more involved on the business side of things. And it's that you have to offset that balance somehow. And if you want to get paid more, you have to see more patients, which yep. isn't always the case that you want to do. Obviously, this is more for outpatient. And that's why so many outpatients are just kind of that mill status. Like, mill. Let's see as many patients we can see. Or you can go into a higher paying field like home health, things are inpatient, things like that. But I do think insurance does kind of hold quite a lot of power lot. when it comes to yes. physical therapy. Yes, it does. And really Medicare just holds a lot of power. I'm losing you, Laura. I can't really hear you. It's all Medicare. There we go. It's all Medicare. All right. So we agree. It's a con. Our last con, and we've actually dedicated an episode for this. So I can already know this is I'm a con. <laughs> the potential for burnout. Con. <laughs> but the um, thing is, is so I feel like you have that in Laura, every I single job. The description. Sorry. Yet. 
I don't even hold need them, a hold description. Hold your horses, patience. <laughs> so the description, I'm doing a little paraphrasing here, saying that when it comes to physical therapy, it's very emotionally taxing. And when it comes to working with such high volumes and back-to-back, burnout is very likely. They even tell you how to kind of combat it, but that's not the point. All right, Laura, go ahead. I just definitely like I I I think it's definitely burnout. I think you get that 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 happens in every single field at the same time. So like I don't think it's a con that's specific to our field. Um, it is just a con of almost any job. It does happen more often and quicker usually in healthcare settings. Um, just because of the taxing load that you are, because you're kind of taking on a little bit on your shoulders, someone else's, uh, personal state in a way of their body. Um, so it, it can tax sometimes. you. People think we're yeah, actual, exactly. we're not actual, we're just the other kind of therapist where they come in and just want to talk. Oh my gosh. I so got now you're kind of taking on their emotional. So I think it's definitely well. con. Yeah, I think it's definitely a con. I just, I don't think it can be just be like, oh, well, you know, physical therapy has this issue. No, it's all healthcare has this issue. Um, And I think we're learning better ways to set up ourselves now for burnout. Um, But I think you can get it in any job if that makes sense. I know, not very exciting answer right there. No, I mean, I, I mean, we dedicated a whole episode to this topic. We did. So if you want to so, listen more on our opinion on burnout and things like that, uh, I'm going <laughs> to end this episode on a lighter note. I'm going to run through the pros to physical therapy. Hey, and in all fairness, I really kinda... only thought like two of those were cons though. So it wasn't like that big. Hey, which two? And I'm trying to think. Um, um, insurance. Demanding burnout. work. Insurance and burnout. Oh, and I did say demanding work. So three. So I split um, it because it was six, right? Didn't say challenging patients. Um, I said the that was and maintaining your licensure and extensive requirements. Yeah, I didn't think those were really true cons. So about half. Yeah, so, half split. so that's cons. actually not that bad. So let's see how many are. And I feel like pros. all these cons. Yeah. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> now this is a twist. We weren't. I wasn't expecting this. <laughs> no. Yep. Throw you for a loop here. Ready? Uh, number one, job security. Yeah. I, 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 yes. One for one for the pros. <laughs> High average No one pay. can complace you. Well, true. I mean, it's healthcare. Healthcare is typically good job security. Well, I mean, yeah, that. And then. Into COVID. Yeah. Um, even then, like, AIs are getting, producing more and they're becoming smarter and. There's other technology that's coming out. Like, for example, fast food restaurants are getting replaced by a lot of kiosks and things like that. So they don't you no one to take your actual order. Um, healthcare, they're not going to be able to do that to us because they need someone who clinically will always be able to judge um, and have compassion within that judgment call, um, not just stats. So healthcare is they've always said that healthcare is an area AI cannot actually take over the care there will always be someone overseeing it all right number two and they're definitely talking about a dpt in this case but let's just say for actual break ratio for btas um high average pay 
So I don't think it's that bad. The amount of education that we do, yeah, and things like that, is what we so, have to compare more because here they're saying that the average pay is eighty five thousand, but they're talking about DPTs and not PTAs. Yeah, even then, like if I this is going off of some old stats, though, but like if I take the average of like what it costs to go to school out here, we're just going to say thirty thousand. All right, because that's in the middle ground of compared to all three programs out here, I would say. Um, so let's just put 30K. It could be a little bit more. It could be less, depending on how you want to do it. If you want to get done quicker, you're usually going to pay more. If you want to kind of go through school a little bit slower, you're going to probably pay less. Um, that being said, on average, you're getting 50K, which means that in a couple years, if not a year, depending on how your living situation is, you could technically in theory pay off any debt that you did actually have. Um, and if you're going straight into school, you can even get your federal loans, which are really inexpensive loans. And you can even get grants and scholarships that you can apply to these programs. So you could even come out with like no debt at all or very, very little debt with very little interest rate on it. So, realistically i think we huh i was like man you've taken that for a really long walk i feel like i just (laughs) like saw you do all the math in your head saw all those little numbers come out and you're just like calculating everything and just that was well done laura thanks um but uh, you know I've, i've i've gone through it all that's why i've thought about it realistically like um i think we could get paid better but i don't think it's bad for what we have to pay for school Um, you know, honestly, I look at DPT school, for example, and the average cost of that now is like $120,000. And their average pay is average pay is 80. So you can even pay that off in one year. At least ours, you could pay off in a year. (laughs) This is very true. If you weren't paying anything else at home. A long time ago, um, back when I was a young warthog. I worked at Nike. Back when he was like, and the one of the managers there, I remember always telling, like, always saying it, and I guess she was pretty proud of it. But so she was a manager at this retail store, and mm-hmm. she had a friend who went off to get her doctorates, and she would always tell me how she nets in more money than her friend does because of how much her student loans are. Mm-hmm. So it definitely comes into like. For our program, I agree. We were typically able to pay off our program relatively quicker because of our income is typically higher than what our program costs. Yeah. Versus the DPT program, which is not the case. But um, I do think there's still the op- a big gap. But yeah, there's still a gap. Okay. And, um, with the opportunities to increase your earnings, depending if you do focus on a specialty, and this works for both mm-hmm. PTs and PTAs. So I think it's a pro. As well. Yeah. I think. Uh, uh, I'm going to go on to number three, but you look like you still have something on number two. Well, real quick on number two. Uh, I would only say it's a con for us because of the fact that that's not always a guarantee. So like you could go on and do like a specialty and get certified in that specialty, but it might not guarantee you more pay. You might find a job in that specialty easier and do something you like a little bit more, but I don't necessarily think that the pay comes along with it always so that's just not always sometimes it does well speaking of specialties 
that's actually the pro number three is the fact that there is specialties. So you can decide if you want to go into sports, pediatrics, ortho, neuro, oncology, yeah. women's health. Like there There's are a lot different of different things that you can, can spear off. Yeah. With just your sports, one not degree. as much as I think we advertise, honestly. Well, probably more PTs and PTAs, but. Yeah, but that's what I'm just saying. That's why I'm like, we even advertise that as PTAs. Like, oh, you can get a job with sports. And it's like, eh, you can get a job with a outpatient clinic that sees more high-end athletes or something like that but not really i wouldn't really say too often with sports teams it's not as easy as it sounds sometimes but this is a field where you can do that that's what the pro is so so far we're three for three on pros or do you think number two is not necessarily a pro i can i think it can go neutral or pro okay so we're like two and a half for three yeah Gotcha. Um, number four, <laughs> variety of work environments. So not the specialties mm-hmm. if you want to go into women's health. It's the environment, whether you want to be in a hospital, if an outpatient clinic. Um, they even list prison on here, which, I mean, yeah. to each their own. Actually, there are PTs and uh, Home health, PTs. I don't know if there's Military PTAs facilities, gyms. Like, there's different avenues you can work with with your degree. I pro? would say yes, pro. I agree. I got on nothing top on that of one. Travel PTAs. Yeah. You can really mix things up. Number five, work life balance. <laughs> wow. Laura's going to try to throw that onto the con list. <laughs> the way you laughed, you just. You're like, excuse Go me. Go on. Um, oh, wow. You actually want the description on this one? Yeah. You're asking me for a description. Wow. Okay. Um, no, so it's more like you just have a description. Working on like the flexibility without compromising your pay too much. So you can decide whether you want to be full-time, part-time, or per diem. You can open up your schedule. Um, they talk about opening up your own practice, which PTAs can do. Um, you can create your own schedule, your, uh, your own hours. If you hear that ding, I'm sorry, but that's my computer. Um saying you work like in a clinical setting like in a hospital you'll have less hours because you only have to see like certain patients home health you only have to see a certain amount of patients versus you have to be there for eight hours things like that pro con laura you're laughing makes me think it's i'm throwing this neither with a con it's more on the con side with a little bit like the way that they described it yes you have a little bit more freedom of options of how what schedule you like to take on like per diem outpatients, uh, part-time full-time home health, have a little bit more on like, Oh, I'm only going to work Tuesday, Thursdays or all, all that kind of stuff. You do have a little bit more flexibility depending on what setting you go into. Now, not all settings are going to have that flexibility. Like for example, outpatient, you're not really ever going to have the flexibility of I'm only going to see patients this day, this day, in not other time because they usually want someone full time. Um, it just doesn't really work very well. Um, with that being said, work life balance itself, I, I say is, is a con overall in our field. Um, because a lot of times we don't get enough time to document. And if we do document a lot of the times, 
at work. It's at the same time we're working with the patient, patient, which I feel like takes away from patient care. And if you're like me and you kind of give a little bit more one-on-one time with the patient or, you know, you're a little bit more involved with just them in general to get to know them and make sure their treatment's going well and everything like that, then your treatment, um, your documentation could take a back seat and then you need to try to finish it later. And sometimes the day's already over. So you're either working a little bit of overtime to finish that documentation or it's going home with you and you're documenting. I mean, so you also I hear about this in like home feel. health too. So in home yeah. health, most of the time you do your documentation at home. Yeah. So again, it's kind Which of, you don't get paid for for that time. Which you don't get paid for because you get paid for seeing the patient, but not necessarily the documentation. So we've talked to a couple of people who do home health and they say like, yeah, the flexibility is nice. But they do have to devote some time after they're done at home in mm-hmm. order to do that documentation. So it can go into the whole work-life balance and kind of go more into the life side. But yeah, I agree. Sometimes it does kind of go into it. Only like the, so, the part-time and per diem only really applies if you can do that. Yeah, as far as exactly. Like for ETAs, like for financial, financial, financial reasons. reasons. Like reasons I'm, like fortu- part- I'm fortunate enough that I can work part-time. I'm not um, fortunate enough. To I can't husband. work for time. <laughs> but see, there uh, are two I different got, types of things. Hey, in all where... fairness, like I tell, I tell my uh, coworkers because we always make fun of me. <laughs> but I was like, in all fairness, I married him before he had money. <laughs> I wow. got in early. <laughs> wow. <It's>, okay. <laughs> On to number six. Um, job I'm satisfaction. Honest. So they're saying that physical therapists usually have a great sense of job satisfaction because you're making Um, a difference. You are helping people improve themselves, getting back to their functional capabilities, their recovery, yada, yada, yada. Do you believe this is a pro? Yeah, I do. Because uh, I have no problem letting people know what my job is. Like, for example, when I worked at Dell, I'd be like, oh, yeah, I work at Dell. Um, But as a physical therapist assistant, I'm like, I'm a physical, I'm a PT, I'm a physical therapist assistant. Like I got no problem sharing that information out and talking about it and all that kind of stuff. I do feel proud of that title. So I will say that is a pro because you do, you do feel good of like what you're doing and working with. So I'm going to skip number seven just because I feel like number eight kind of feeds off that idea. Um, It's respecting your field. So because of your education, your training, you are in a sense an expert in what you do. Um, as far as like their health and their care for yeah, others. Sure. So others view you as a trusted source um, yeah. for your skill set. Yeah, I would say so. Um, I definitely take it in scale to PTs and PTAs, but I still agree with that says. Um, our last one, because our time is getting up there, working as a team. Um, so it says physical therapists often work as far as a healthcare team where you have to collaborate with other different kind of professions and your coworkers just to form those relationships and with your patients to help them prevail in what they're doing. Do you feel most like you're cases, team-oriented, Laura? Most cases, I'm going to say pro. I've been fortunate enough, yes. Um, I've also seen other places where it's not that way. Um, so I think it all depends on the atmosphere. And it, this goes for any job. But overall, I would say it, this is true. Um, but you can hit or miss some places. I definitely think it depends on what field you're in because if you're an outpatient, it's still team oriented. You still have, you know, 
your PT and everything. But if you're working like in a hospital setting and a sniff, you definitely mm-hmm. have more lines of communications or like rehab. So you have your PTs, your OTs, your speech pathologists, your doctors, the nurses. So it's a great way to kind of collaborate, communicate with other professions and kind of get like some insight on them. So I think it just depends on the setting you're working in. All right. Well, that wraps up our pros and cons list. Laura was three for six on the cons. Um, What are you for the pros? So job security, yay or nay? Job security, yay. One for one, high average pay? Uh, I pretty much was like, yeah, comparatively. Okay, so we'll we'll say two for two. We gave it a a half earlier, but we'll say two for two. Uh, Career paths and specializations? That one I gave a half. So you're making this really hard, but okay. So if we're going to give the other two, we're going to give it a half. Right? I said that was three. neutral. I'm giving that one. I'll give that one a neutral because I feel you like there's get, pros you get one and option, cons. Yes or no? No, I want my middle option. <laughs> no, because that makes the math hard. So if it's you were neutral. a half for number two and a half for number three, you're at two out of three, which is just weird, but okay. Number four, variety of work environments. Uh, yes, I gave that one a yes. So we're at three out of four and if i didn't this is my now opinions after you're only three out of four because you gave two of them a half okay work life balance number five what do you mean two of them a half i gave two the first two are yes the third is a neutral and the fourth is a yes okay so we're at three and a half out of four yes work life balance um The way they explained it makes me want to give it a yeah, a yeah, a yes. So they but because of the description, they made it work for that title. Yes, so I'll give it to that because they talk about there's just different a full like point? you can give it a half. So now I'm at four. So we're out of at six. four out of four to five. Four out of five. Four out of five. This there is why go. the math gets confusing, Laura. <laughs> when you give confusing. things a half points, um, job satisfaction. Uh, yeah, I give that a yes. Okay, we're at five out of six. Working as a team? Yes. Six out of seven, and respecting your field? Yes. All right, so seven for eight. Most of the pros are pros. Only half the cons are cons, according to our interpretation from Indeed.com. Anyways, thank yeah. you so much for playing. Thank you so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed our interpretation of this pros and cons list. Be sure to follow us on Instagram, Twitter, YouTube. Did all you guys the work, agree with share. us? Did you agree with us? Let us know. Send us an email. Let us know on Instagram or any other way you feel like you can let us know. And until then, we'll see you guys on Friday. Take care. All right. This Yeah, Friday. That's right. I'm off on my days. Friday. We'll see you Friday. Bye. The information in this video or podcast is not intended nor implied to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. All content, including text, graphics, images, and information contained in this video or podcast is for general information purposes only 
and does not replace your professors or a consultation from your own doctor or healthcare professional.